0: All right, folks, here we are. Welcome to Jackman Radio. So excited tonight to have this legend joining us. It's the man himself, Primetime 99, Alex Stein. Alex, how are you, bro?
1: Man, it's an honor. Thank you, Eric. I want to say thank you, Mike, for having me on. I know right now we're a little boo-boo because we're in the car, but we're about to be in the studio my house, my house studio, for lack of a better word. And then we can really get down and dirty. But Let me say something. That rap going viral, the best part of it is, Mike, when people recite rhymes from it, dude, that makes me feel so freaking good. I really appreciate that. All these people come up to me, like, even kids have come up to me. I don't know how they even saw the video, but they will say, like, put a bullet in Putin's brain, do it for the Ukraine! I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, this is epic.
2: Put Pull the bullet in his brain, <laughs> dude. Alex, it's literally been everything at our house, man. It's, it's been it's been our oxygen for the last couple of days. It's it's been getting us through the days. It's yeah, just.
1: Why, it. why is this? Though? Why do you think it went so viral? In y'all's opinion, like it's kind of sad. Not not that it's sad this video, but it's just crazy what goes viral and what doesn't. It just blows my mind.
2: Well, I think I think it's a jolt. I think it's a real jolt. Uh, When I watched it, I really felt something. And um, I think a lot of people are responding in a very similar fashion because um, obviously there's a lot of people who don't know that it's just satire and they, they think that you're serious and you're being totally real. Um, which I can, I can kind of see that a little bit, but what I really see is, uh, you know, obviously this is the first time I've ever spoken to you, but um, just looking into you a little bit, man, I can tell that you are someone who does care about the issues, you, you know, you know what you're talking about, and then you add this freaking outrageous hysterical uh, in-your-face persona that's not, it's not really rude, but it's outrageous. So it's not cruel, it's not like, it's not mean, it's not mean-spirited, and I think that's why people are responding to it.
1: Wow. And that's, that's honestly what I'm trying to go for is I want to be the self-deprecator. Like I want to make fun of myself, but really it's just putting a mirror on the mainstream media bullcrap that they always say and just repeating it. Like that's, people are like, Oh, you're creative, but really I'm not. I'm kind of a hack. I'm just stealing the mainstream media's ideas and just regurgitating them. But I'm using like the, the you know craziest ideas that they have. But at the end of the day, like, like World War Three, it's almost inevitable. Like we know this is what's going to happen. Um, and so this song, I guess it resonates with people because they're worried about it or it's just on everybody's mind. And this, I guess this is the psyop up, though. People told me, Alex, what are you going to create content about when COVID's over? You're a COVID content creator. And I'm like, you imbecile. What are you talking about? I'm a COVID content creator. It's like, Dude, there's so much other stuff to talk about in this world other than COVID. Um, so it's just kind of funny how, like, they try to pigeonhole me, and then my biggest video is, like, the first video I make about the Russia-Ukrainian thing. So it's kind of funny how how things work and what resonates with the people.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And that's that's what I do with, with the thing I'm known most for is my Donald Trump impression, yeah. um, which, which blew up for me back in 2015, 2016. I started going to his rallies here in New Hampshire dressed like Trump, and the biggest – Thing that happened was he called me out at one of them and called me to the front of the stage in front of five thousand people and it turned into a whole thing and you know i got hey, on see C- wait
1: i didn't know that so eric he, he like had you get in front of everybody like, oh i love this guy's impression of
0: me yeah he went oh no look at this guy look at that guy back there oh tell me this isn't trump please tell me i don't look like that come on up here <laughs> and he called me up to the front of the stage at a, at a big rally the night before the new hampshire primary And uh, he laughed and he got a kick out of it and he didn't have me executed, which was nice. So from there, I I did a bunch of interviews and I got on TV and he said, hey, man, that's great. Congratulations. I hope you make a lot of money doing this. So I've just stayed busy from, from that point. I've kept the grift going. The grift has been unbelievable, Alex. I can't even tell you.
1: I love that. I love to hear that. But Eric, it's funny when everybody does the Donald Trump impression, you're a real method actor. You get in there, you do the squinty face, you do the hands. I can't I can't do I, I I'm a comedian, I'm an actor, and when I say I'm an actor, like the biggest thing I've been in is an Ozarka bottle water bottle commercial. <laughs> but at the same time, what I wish I could do impressions. So that is such a good skill to have that you can do that. That should not go, that's not a grift, is what I'm trying to say, like, you know, that's actually a really big talent. And a lot of people do Trump impersonations. And the fact that you got a good one, I mean, dude, that's a real talent in my opinion.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, everyone just goes, it's gonna be huge. It's like, no, no, man. I get at the psychology of it. I dig deep. I do historical research. I read the books that he put his name on that he said he wrote, but he didn't really write. Because I'm at like, a, <laughs> I'm at like, excuse me, I'm at like a second grade reading and writing level, okay. And the art of the deal is the great one of the greatest books ever written. It's been translated into four thousand languages. We even translated into pig Latin so Rosie O'Donnell could read it. Now
1: that's a good joke, okay? But let's. What do we think about Trump? Do we want? Him, I mean. He is, I used to like, like, I didn't like Trump, but kind of before 2016. I know that I didn't like him, but I was like kind of like wary of him. Then he gets into the office. I fall in love with him. And then his last year in the office, he discussed me with the lockdowns, what he did in January 6th, how he became a vaccine salesman. So what do you guys think about Donald Trump? It just sucks because I'm on this roller coaster of emotions where I like the guy. And overall, he's a good orator, public speaker. He's the best. I mean, oh. like that, I can never make fun of. But, like, some of his some of his decisions that he's making, he even said his son, you know, Jared Kushner's son-in-law, excuse me, that he sold us out to Israel and that Israel is more important than America. So, dude, I don't know if I want Trump to come back and then hire some other kid, you know, hire his son-in-law again to, to shield for Israel some more.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, 100%, um, I tell people that uh, Trump gave Israel everything they wanted. I mean, Kushner used to have Netanyahu sleep at his fucking house when he was a kid. And when, when Trump finally got in there, and, and one of the first leaders he had, if not the first, was Netanyahu. Uh, Netanyahu's like, now, Jared, can we finally tell everybody how long we've known each other and how close we are? You know, and you, and you look at Charles Kushner, Jared's father, and their dealings. I mean, yeah, they're ardent, six, hardcore. Six,
1: six. Wait, wait, their office is at 666 Fifth uh, Avenue.
0: Did yes. you know that? It's, it's
1: extra money for that address,
0: Alex. It's so satanic. It's Rosemary's baby on steroids. Okay, you could, you couldn't, John Carpenter couldn't even write this stuff. It's so scary. Okay,
1: well, and then you know, what Jared, Jared Kushner's dad got arrested for so Jared Kushner blackmailed his brother in law.
0: It's and incredible.
1: Brother in law sleep with a prostitute and filmed it and went to jail it's, for that. Like, it's, that's it's fucking as incredible. As it gets to in- pot somebody?
0: And Chris Christie's the one who put him away, dude. <laughs>
1: Did you yeah, know that? I mean, dude, it's so, like, this circle is this big. It's not even a big circle. They're all connected. I mean, go yeah. on, I'm a temple high conspiracy theorist. We know this. But, man, when you hear about this connection, like, he gets a pardon. Yeah, there's a lot of nonviolent, you know, drug offenders. There's all kinds of people that deserve a pardon before that. I mean, the guy's a multi millionaire. Right. You know, he does his life's fine. But still, these people are all connected in some sort of way. It's very
0: unusual. Yeah. But to answer your question, where am I on Trump? Like there's, there's, like you said, man, there's a lot about him that I just love and admire. I love what he did to the Bush dynasty. I love what he did to the Clinton dynasty. He did this all single handedly in one election cycle, which is completely unprecedented. So fucking amazing. And I will always appreciate that about Trump. I mean, we all want to, would love to just rub the Bush and Clinton's noses and shit like he did in front of the whole world. I mean, that, that just goes, that goes without say, man, that was unbelievable.
1: But Eric, why didn't he lock that bitch up, dude? (sighs) Hillary Clinton is evil, dude. He's just throwing her
0: underneath the jail. You know, Alex, that was just a fun thing that we said during the campaign. Flynn said, lock her up. Q said, lock her up. Bring her down to Guantanamo Bay. We'll waterboard her with Trump ice. It's great water. It's actually just toilet water from Trump Tower, but we don't tell anybody that. No, nah, man, you know, you got, look, Eric,
1: you got all the jokes. You even know that you have the backstory of where the oh, toilet water, comes dude, from Trump Tower.
0: Al- Alex, we're, we're going to become fast friends in the next hour, dude, and, and find that when we eventually collaborate in person, it's going to be earth shattering.
1: Yes. Okay. So you're in New Hampshire. I'm in Dallas. But the thing is, is uh, you need to come. I mean, I need to go there. I mean, New Hampshire's a great state for libertarians, but I don't know hardly anything about New Hampshire. I'm sure you guys know a little bit about Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. but in there tell, tell me about the political makeup what i know about new hampshire isn't it kind of like a, a lot of old blue collar people or is am i wrong or what's what's the makeup of yeah.
0: New yeah. i'll new give you this one mike like? uh yeah new hampshire
2: has been uh, blue the last couple cycles um it did go for uh crooked in 2016 and biden won in 20 um but like you said there is a huge libertarian presence here and in, in fact in 2012 ron paul came in second place behind mitt romney um, and Eric and I were very, very much involved in that campaign. Uh, we were involved in Ron Paul's 2008 campaign, and um, you know, there's a good mixed bag up here. And for the most part, you get left alone. Um, there's some synergy with Texas in terms of, you know, individualism and and uh, being able to have property rights, and um, you know, this is, we have a very well armed populace up here. Um, you know, if if you if you're into if you're into guns, New Hampshire is a good place there's, to be for sure. There's
1: no gun laws. What, there's no gun laws in New Hampshire? What's the deal with
2: guns in New Hampshire? It's it's pretty loose. I, I pretty it, loose. That's how I
1: like it. I like it. it, it is,
2: loose. Well, as far as the, the gun laws Chicago you,
1: Chicago, you can't have any guns and they have the worst gun violence. That's all you need to know. Is where you can't have a gun, is where well, it's most likely really to get shot because the criminals Alex, have it, them.
3: Hitler took the guns, Stalin took the guns, Mao took the guns, Fidel Castro took the guns, Hugo Chavez took the guns. I'm here to tell you, Pierce, if you try to take our firearms, 1776, we'll commence again. Do you we understand me, Alex bud? Jones? I love it! We
1: everybody got Alex, Alex Jones. That, him and Trump, those are the two impressions Alex.
3: that you loves. Uh, you know, you know I'm re- the only reason I'm upset about Ukraine, the whole, all this stuff of Ukraine and NATO and uh, Azov and all them, it's slowing down the Civil War here at home. I want to eat my neighbors. I want to barbecue them. I want to polish my guns. I want to go down to the gun range. I want to drink big shines of German eyebrow beer. And I can't do that with this Ukraine shit going on. I don't like it.
1: Well, guys, so, what, what's a gallon of gas in New Hampshire right now? I'm driving by the gas station. I just I actually just put some gas in my car. It was four ninety nine is where I put gas in. It's uh, but that was cheaper, a cheaper here. Area.
2: Yeah, it's probably four, probably four sixty, four seventy here in New Hampshire. Would you say so somewhere I remember, around there? Y'all remember with Trump, it was a dollar
1: sixty. I mean, it was a Look, years.
2: Alex, they're saying in California it's going to be $90 a gallon and only Caitlin Jenner is going to be able to afford to gas up her Prius or her Humvee whatever she is driving, whenever she's driving that day, when she's running over the homeless. It's going to be very expensive, but she'll be able to afford it. You're to be um,
1: able to buy gas if you're transgender in California. That's a new state bill they're passing. You can only gas are trans people. And if, you, if you're not trans, you have to get an electric vehicle by 20, uh, it's like I think 2024 is what they're trying
2: to pass. And you'll be at that meeting Tell them about your daughter Lizzie. <laughs>
1: Yes. Okay. So, see, Eric, that, see funny. You say that 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 dude that resonates with so many people. The idea that my daughter identifies as a lizard. Like, I mean, I get that of, of any videos because that video is not super viral or anything. But no. that joke, that's like I get repeated to. They're like, "You're openly gay lizard daughter." They love that. I get that in messages all the time. People, that's her favorite.
0: What why why do you have
3: monkey bars? I want a terranio.
2: <laughs> dude, how do you how do you come up with that? Did you just make that up off the spot? Or do you just do you write down a couple sides and know kind of where you're gonna
1: go? Because dude, your delivery is flawless. Okay, you're being so nice. I'm I consider myself like I'm not a talented person really that much in life but I've always been able to improv. I just, I have like naturally, as a matter of fact, like in eighth grade, my teachers, like they're like, oh man, when you do the improv, of the classes, you know, they just like, Alex, you're a really talented improver. You should be an actor. And I was such an idiot. I was like, no, I want to play sports. I don't want to be a gay actor. And I really regret that now because what I'm saying is my teachers did notice my talent as a little kid because I didn't have anything, you know, I wasn't that smart of a student. And I like, of course, you know, disregarded my teachers and now my improv skills are, you know, I guess like the thing that's kind of putting me on the map because like you said, I don't really write this stuff out. The, the the One of the first videos I had that went viral before like I started getting viral videos, like Ben Shapiro, Sheridan, Charlie Kirk, you know, they just signal boosted it. Not that I love those guys, <laughs> but I don't really hate them. I'm just saying those guys, I did a speech where I talked about – Abortion and I said that abortion is the number one effective form of birth control, and that you know. And I basically talked about birthing persons, and I wrote down the speech word for word, and it did well like it went viral. Like I said it got shared by some accounts, it got like a million views. Um, uh, but but I realized the whole time that I was reading it, I'm just like looking down at the piece of paper. So for me, I'm better when I do the speeches, like I'm better if I'm, I have the idea, like you said, like I try to remember some stuff. I try to think of some bullet points, you know? It's like with my rap. Like I have a couple rhymes that like I know, like that I was practicing before the rap. I was like, gas, prices is way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. But really like other than that, I was really just going off the dome because I'm like some sort of autistic moron. Okay, I'm pulling up, so good. So we're about to transition to my computer. But what I'm saying is, It's like with these ideas, I'm kind of almost, I'm talking and I'm almost not thinking, if that makes sense. I'm literally Mm -hmm. just like, um, um, I don't want to say the Holy Ghost. That's not what it is. I'm just kind of like in the zone, I guess.
0: It's a stream of consciousness and you use the force is what you do.
1: Well, something like that. I got freaking Yoda is is the one calling the shots. But seriously, though, um, when when I do a lot of prep, that's that's not that's not how I perform well. But see, there's a guy. I don't know if you guys have seen my videos. A guy named Cassidy Campbell that I create content with. Hold well, on, let me. get out other run. And and so we're almost we're almost home. We're almost here. And, we're there with him, you know. He doesn't like to improv at all. He. he uh, okay, let me run it. We're right here. Right here. I gotta get back. We're to back. I wanna,
0: I like to eat my go. steak and shrimp.
1: I'm okay. Honestly, on a See, I've always said that right. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on.
0: Zelinsky, well, stand.
1: Number one fan. Okay.
0: Hold on. We're here with Alex Jones. He don't fuck with
2: Bohemian
1: Grove. Yeah, I know. Alex Jones, skull and Bone, That's, that's
3: the one. Uh, that's everything. Okay. okay here. Let's go. And Infowars.com. We got primetime 99.
0: Alex Stein here in the studio, folks. We just had a big bowl of chili. We put some drops of adrenochrome in it, folks.
3: Infowars.com. Okay. Now you gotta let me in.
1: Now I can do really really the interview. interview. Okay. okay. Now you got me two ways. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now. Oh no! Oh, my headphones in. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <clears throat> can you guys hear me? Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, he can hear you.
1: Is, is there an echo though? Because I don't have my headphones in.
2: No, there's no echo on on uh, our end. Are, are we echoing on your end?
1: Oh, you guys are good. I just checked. Cause I I've left my headphones in the car. Like a maniac. Okay. Wow, guys! Thank you, my Eric. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mike. Now I finally made it. So listen, let me tell you what I was just doing. So I was talking about Cassidy Campbell in these speeches. I got asked to guest host on the Blaze Blaze TV for You Are Here with Elijah Schaefer because he's going out of town. So I had to say yes. They asked me like last night, kind of late. So I had to do that. But as soon as it was done, I was planning. I had plenty of time. I'm going to go home. I'm going to talk to you guys. My buddy Cassidy is like, oh, this meeting's going late. They had a transgender discriminatory bill on the Denton City Council, and that's the same city where... I had a video kind of go nuts where I kicked down all those transgender signs. So what I'm saying is that's why I was late. I was trying to go speak at that meeting, but I missed my turn. I missed it by like 10 minutes. Uh, But the the whole theory is my buddy Cassidy, he writes down his speeches. He does better, you know, if he writes it down. And like, Eric, look, he rehearses it. He knows what the heck to do. Some people are better rehearsed. For me, I'm just, I just, I got to kind of go off the dome.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you have a few things in mind that you want to say and a point that you want to get across. And a big thing with my Trump impression, when I just show up guerrilla style out to big events or rallies dressed as Trump, I'm going off what people are throwing at me. So if they want to like have a conversation and they just are cool to play along, then I'll give it right back to them what they want to hear. And oftentimes that's where I'll have like my best interactions and some of the funniest shit I'll cook up because I just put... My knowledge, what I know about the world, and uh, big into conspiracies like you are—they um, always end up being right. By the way, Alex. Well,
1: um, <clears throat> so are you an Info Wars Alex Jones fan, dude? So Mike and I—we call him Emmerich, because his middle name's Emmerich. and that's and Alex's middle name.
0: Y- yeah, that's Al- yeah, that's why we, we call Alex Emmerich. So when we refer to uh, Emmerich, we're talking about Alex Jones. Mike and I have been into him since we were in college, like two thousand five, two thousand six and we have just we've have, we've have loved the, the alex jones personality <clears throat> you know one of the first things i remember when I saw him was, was he, when he infiltrated Bohemian Grove and learning about all that so we've, we've always been into him we were with him through his ni- early 9-11 truth days when he would march in New York City we were there with him when he got arrested but you march in
1: New York City with, with with Alex
0: Jones we did man we did
1: Wait, what? I, mean, I watched that video he's like nine eleven was an inside job so you guys are chanting with him you guys are badass see 9 for me guys we got to talk about that for me that was of like course. the biggest eye opener because when they brought down those towers I remember as a kid watching it and they like made us. It's like, oh, the big bad boogeyman has weapons of mass destruction. We got to go kill a million Muslim people. Right. And now people don't realize they're doing that same psychological operation. They're just rerunning it with you know some other you know scam. And and you look at 9-11, and I believe it was orchestrated by people within our own government to pump up the military-industrial complex. It started basically a 20-year war in the Middle East and kill people that were a huge threat to Israel and you know Saudi Arabia. So for me, that was like my red pill Matrix moment, you know, or Neo gives you the pill. I remember watching like Loose Change and, you know, I'd heard 9-11 conspiracy stuff, but, but I kind of didn't give enough credence because I just didn't care. I wasn't like political. I didn't even care about, you know, anything really. I was kind of younger. Um, you know, in my life, I guess I just wasn't worried. Of, I didn't care about the truth. You know, I just w- was worried about the Dallas Cowboys or, what you know, getting drunk or getting high. Sure. So when I had that red pill moment, I watched loose change. And then, you know, I, I did my own research after the fact, dude, that was like eye opening. So you guys have been awake forever. If you guys knew about it when Alex Jones was protesting it, like I'm saying I kind of came into it late. That's epic. So tell me, when did y'all realize it was all bull crap? You, you were watching Alex Jones like right when that happened, basically.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know that he actually did a live broadcast on the day of where he, where he was basically already saying that he thought it was some kind of inside plot, Um, But really, you know, for me, it was uh, my uncle in 2004 started talking to me about 9-11 and uh, saying, you know, saying a lot of the research and information that I could only realize and and come to understand uh, some years later including, you know, Urban Movers and, and the, you know, the Israeli connection and all that stuff that was going on. And that led me to Ryan Dawson's research. I don't know if you're
1: familiar with him I'm
2: at very all. Familiar.
1: Yeah, very familiar. Yeah, very familiar with Ryan, of course. So he's
2: done some of the best, uh, you know, films on 9-11. And yeah, when I first got into it, Loose Change was definitely The Gateway. Um, I think I actually borrowed a, a DVD from my uncle, my Uncle John. That's how I kind of first really? saw it
1: okay Mike wait, I hate to cut you off so remember that point but it's kind of funny you say like that your uncle red-pilled you because now a lot of like this transgender movement and stuff I know this is how it's weird how it's connected but a lot of the people that are like transitioning their sex they're saying like an uncle showed them or an aunt showed them. so it's just kind of funny how like how influential an aunt or uncle is you know what I'm saying so like it's kind of awesome when your aunt I mean when your uncle is badass like yours but it's kind of sad when they have like an openly gay aunt or uncle that like wants to like meddle in a kid's life and say oh you should be a transgender at a young age you know it's kind of weird how it's like that how and how i guess what i'm trying to say how influential uh, your parents brother or sister is but okay so keep going I, I was interested in what you're saying sorry to cut you off
2: right yeah no 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 problem um i mean that's a yeah that's a whole other topic and you, you've got a lot of uh get a lot of courage to address that topic and the abortion topic i i, I typically stay away from all that stuff dude to be honest but uh, it's
1: not worth it. And, and that's the thing. I hate when some guy tried to write a hit piece called me transphobic. <laughs> I'm not transphobic at all. I have gay family members. I'm not anti-trans. If you're an adult, you can uh, wear a dress course. all you want. I don't care. You know, I'm about personal freedom. Even now, like I used to be really anti-vax. Now, if you want to get it, go ahead. I mean, you know what I'm saying? People, if they want to wear a mask, you can put on your mask. Like, you know, I mean, you can do whatever you want. I, that, I'm all about personal freedom. So Yeah, I'm the, not Exactly. I'm not about do what I tell you to do now. I try to warn people, but at the same time, you know, people don't want to be warned. People don't want to be told information. So that's like, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back at all, but when you blur the line of reality and truth is kind of what I do, that makes people question the reality. That's all you can do. You can't like tell them facts. You need to make right. people, like is this real. And then they have to kind of do some research. And then that opens up that turns a part of their brain on that actually has to work and do some, you know learning other than like just the sheep brain where you're just like whatever's on netflix uh you know yeah. what i mean it, well it, you're, you're confronting them with the... it
2: you, yeah you're really confronting them with it and um you know back to my uncle I, I i'm still very close with my uncle it was my uh my father's brother they were a year apart they're basically irish twins and um you know he didn't beat us over the head with it or shove anything down our throat he just kind of presented it and said hey guys you know this is uh this is what I think about this. I, this is what I think about the Kennedy assassination, the wars they have in the Middle East, and this is what I think about 9-11. So um, I listen to them. I listen to what anybody, if someone's going to be respectful and talk to me and tell me how they feel about stuff, I love having conversations and listening to people, and I feel like we're really losing the ability to do that now. So, you know, some of the stuff in Loose Change and some of the stuff my uncle might believe about it, I, I might not even agree with, but that's fine. But that, that led me down a path to go in, into, like you said earlier, your own reading and research and, and education in these these big subjects. I mean, I remember being in high school and talking to some of my history teachers and some of my teachers basic shit about uh, RFK and JFK assassination that they just had no idea about. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. I got called the conspiracy theorist and in this school. and that. And,
1: in school, it's, they were calling you and like, ah, yeah. you're a yeah. oh, yeah. I'm jealous <laughs> of you, bro, because I didn't really, like. I knew all the 9-11 stuff, but dude, I really basically didn't wake up I mean, I'm saying when I realized around 2016, I guess that's like the end of 2015, the Pizza Gay and the Jeffrey Epstein and all that stuff, that was kind of like I was like, I knew about 9 11 and stuff, but then I was like, wait, wait, what? I I guess that was like the moment I was really like, okay, these government are really, really lying to us because like they admitted that they were on Jeffrey Epstein's plane all this time. There's no way they wouldn't know what the heck he was doing if they spent that much time with him. So I think that's nuts that you were red pilled in school fighting with your teachers. And we know all these teachers are idiot indoctrinators. You know what I mean? So why? Oh, I,
2: don't, I don't want to write some are off. Good. Some are good. I yeah. have some
3: coaches and stuff
1: I, I respect. Still.
2: Great teachers, yeah. But some yeah. of them are very dismissive of me and very patronizing and very condescending. Um, and, and you know that that continued in the college. I mean, I, I was big into 9/11 truth during my college years, which was uh, 2005 to 2009, and. Um, you know, I feel like I I made mistakes and I didn't get everything right. And if I don't believe something I did, then I, I own up to it. Or if I'm shown uh, different evidence or information, I'm willing to look at that. So um, that's been part of my evolution, but I just feel like now if you question anything, you just get lumped in with, you know, QAnon people or, or this and that. And you mentioned Pizzagate. Um, The Pizzagate thing is, is, is uh, yeah, it's not, Oh, we think that there's a a basement where where Hillary Clinton's killing kids. It's, it's, it's deeper than that, man. It's more connected. It's more about the emails, the coded messages, Podesta being close with Dennis Hastert, who, who a judge called a serial pedophile, uh, who's not Dude. in jail, who was this, one of the longest serving speakers of the house ever. Um, people, Dude, most people wait, don't even know about who that about Dennis Hastert is.
1: But Mike, no, see, nobody knows you, Dennis hashard. Yeah, you just nailed it. Sorry, I tried to cut you off before you made the point. Nobody knows about him. And at one point, he was third in line to rule the free world. And he just exactly. got diddling children. We have that. Like, this is a fact. This is not a conspiracy theorist. This isn't JFK's right. coming back to be president, some bullshit oh. QAnon thing. And, and like, like you said... Look at James Alafontes. He's a weird creep, but I don't necessarily think the the pizza places where all of this is the you know happening. But that's what they do is that's how they demonize you. You're talking about the JFK. You know the term conspiracy theorist was created by the CIA after the JFK assassination to demonize people that are looking into the official story. So now that that word still has that power. So it's just crazy though. It's not crazy, but I guess I just like talking to other people that realize the PizzaGate isn't just the two words PizzaGate. It has nothing to do with pizza, even though that's a term for whatever these you know the FBI declassified of like terms they use for child sex procuring. But it's hard to get a normal, lame, you know, whatever, just a normal person to buy into it and get that. As a matter of fact, I called into the Howard Stern show here. I, I can maybe pull it up if you guys want to play this because we're on this topic. If I, Let me find it real quick and get a share screen because uh, you guys might like this. The, I called into his show and I asked him about Pizzagate and he just totally blew me off like I was the biggest idiot in the world uh and i just like to because now i used to love howard stern we're talking about kind of our maturation i used to be like a huge howard stern fan and now the guy is absolutely the most terrible guy in the world like he believes you should die he's a mondo puck
0: now man he's he's totally lost his balls he's a hillary bootlicker he's a shadow of his former self
1: yes and you talk about the hillary boot like bootlicker yeah because that's that's what's so uh big about this video is like He's literally in the video. I mean, boot looking for her, you know, harder than yeah. anybody can. If I can freaking well, the, the find thing, it.
0: The thing, Alex, it's... about Pizza Gate and, and having some foundational understanding about elite deviance and elite pedophilia is, my brother and I grew up in the shadow of the Boston Archdiocese, and and that and that scandal and the fallout from that. And both of our parents were raised Catholic, and as very young kids, our father made it his part of his business and his duty to keep us a far away from the Catholic Church and away from all that, and and for very good reason. He grew it's up uh, in...
1: Well, sorry, sorry, okay, Spotlight was one of the best movies ever. Okay, go ahead, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, my old man grew up in inner city Boston in Dorchester in the 60s and 70s, and his old man, you know, told him, stay away from the church, you don't want to go there, and he, he didn't, my dad, you know, luckily kept away from it, but had neighborhood kids, other people he knew who were molested by priests, Catholic priests, and everyone knew about it, everyone Dude. knew about it.
1: The worst part though, Eric, is they wouldn't put, call the cops. They would send him to Argentina. They would send him so to you know some other place oh. so they didn't have to face persecution. So that's the sickest oh. thing is they actually protected the pedophiles instead of, you yep. know, like they were they, not only did they catch him, but they protected him after the fact. Just move them.
0: Just move them to a different diocese 70 miles away and they'll rape ten other children there. So Early on, my brother and I had this instilled in us from our father that be be very, very weary of institutions like the Catholic Church and powerful institutions that have sway over people's mind, over their actions, over their families, over their social network and everything. And uh, I remember a funny, um, we were at a funeral for for my uh, great aunt up in Maine. And, uh, you know, this this is my mom's side of the family. So they're like all really Catholic and they still believe in it and still do it. Or at least they LARP that they do. But, yeah. you know, we never had to. My my old man really gave us the strength to not have to do that bullshit. And uh, we were doing the stand up, sit down in the pew. And and the priest walks by, you know, muttering something in Latin. And my, my old man goes, careful, man, don't bend over in front of him. He'll butt tuck you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, seriously, those priests, are, they, they took advantage of, like little kids. I mean, that's not a conspiracy. Oh, that was all come to life.
0: It's the ultimate evil. So having that wind in our sails, the point I'm making is is something like Pizzagate is not a stretch. And, and also, I'm sure you know about the Franklin scandal out of Omaha, Nebraska.
1: Yeah, so Franklin, I know. But explain Yorkers. to the people at home that don't know because people probably don't know everything about it.
0: Yeah, well, Franklin is was a credit uh, savings and loans credit union out in Omaha, Nebraska run by a guy named Lawrence King. A.K.A. Larry King, who was a black up-and-coming superstar of the GOP in the 70s and 80s, uh, he sang the national anthem at two of the Republican conventions in the 80s. This guy was connected. He was in with the Reagans, you know, Bushes, all of them. You know, he was, you know, he was their black rising star. He yeah, he athletic. was a black
1: conservative guy. Yes.
0: Right, right. So he had some sway and some suction, and he was the head of this credit union that was um, connected to Boys Town in Nebraska, which is also connected to the Catholic Church out there. And he was essentially using that as his piggy bank or his candy store to to get boys and wayward children and farm them out to uh, rich people all across the country and maybe, you know, maybe even other countries. Putting them on jets, putting them, you know, putting them on planes, bringing them to parties at Embassy Row in D.C. with elites. And... um, It's all there, man. So there's a couple of great books about Franklin. One of them is by John DeCamp called The Franklin Scandal. And then I'm actually reading. I'm in the middle of the other one right now. Um, You'll have to remind me,
1: Mike, the author's name. uh, Nick.
4: Nick Nick Bryant.
2: Yeah, The Franklin Franklin Scandal.
1: Wow. Okay, here, let's get a share screen. I want to just play this short clip of me. Okay, this is me talking to uh, Howard Stern. This is him uh, fangirling for Hillary. What a cuck. I need to meet you.
4: But uh, to tell you what a hero you were to me and how special you are to me and your level of expertise and everything you've done to sit here and get to tell you that is very exciting for me. Um, I'm very normal. Alex, you're on the air in Texas. How are you, Alex?
3: Hey, now, I'm good. So, Howard, my question is, have you heard about the scandal pizza of Pizzagate involving Hillary, Jeffrey Epstein, all the child prisoners? Are
4: running a child president ring. That is a fake story. Let the guy go for a second. I'll speak. Robin, Robin. All right, okay, look. For anybody who doesn't know what Pizzagate is, maybe you live under a rock and you don't read the paper, but Pizzagate was a thing where on the web, on the internet, there was a story was a fake story. And and, and by the way, you say, where do these fake stories come from? Is it some devious plot? And it is actually uh, the Russians and other countries like China, our enemies sit around. They have actual groups of people in their military who do what is called disinformation. They try to confuse the idiots in this country who don't look for sources, who just are on the internet all day. They're, you know, we have people in this country who are like drones. They and they don't get corroboration. They right. just believe what they read. So anyway, a pizza gate turned out one of these.
1: So he's demonizing stories me. Stories was
4: that there was a pizza parlor in Washington D.C. that had. A pornography ring that Hillary Clinton and John Podesta were all involved in. And it was it was a cuckoo story like you'd you'd look at this and go, well, of course, this isn't true. This would be in every major newspaper in the world if Hillary Clinton and John Podesta were busy with child porn. So long story short, some guy reads this and he decides he's going to investigate on his own. So he gets an AR i think he had an ar-15 or whatever you know he comes in with an assault rifle and he goes down to washington to investigate i mean fortunately all the people got out of there but i think he shot up the place if i have it if my memory serves me well yeah and um so this is what's happening
1: that was in our a country. Huge- then.
4: we have the internet it has changed everything and uh you got a bunch of morons who sit home and read internet all day i don't know why they don't work and they believe anything they read and these are very gullible, dumb people. I mean, these are the yep. same people who donate to uh, the, the, the Baker family because, you know, or these t- televangelists, even though uh, Baker himself was in jail. I mean, it's it's the same. It's it's just the problem is there's a lot of idiots. Listen, you hear all the time. There's certain people calling her dumb.
1: He's talking about me. Listen, what, what are we going to do? If I was president, I'd get rid of a lot of these
4: people. Anybody with an IQ below 110 would be gone. That's the end of them. What? I put them in. Uh, now, here you go. Yeah. Well, come on. I'm all fired <laughs> up, Robin. Come on with me. No, but in all seriousness, that is what it is. Now, what do you want to say about it, Alex? Now that I've yeah. explained it.
3: Okay. Well, think about this. In Podesta's leaked emails, he has a conversation with Marina Abramovich, who's a famous performance artist that bases her whole art on.
4: Panic culture and six six uh, six. All right, Alex, like I love you. It's true, you right? Alex, me Thank off. you for listening to me, and uh, I gotta go I now. I love you,
3: Robin. Right. I love your titties. Right. I love your titties. You we'll something about. we can agree on. Robin's I want the milk from your titties, Robin. I want them to pour all over me like the rains in Africa. You I love
4: your you titties. He even you milk in your titties. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'm you're so
3: confused. Right. On. I would suck them like Lenny. I'd get all the milk out. All right, thank you. Now there's a topic we can agree on.
2: Look, I, leave me alone with uh, and <laughs> all of that. Oh, man. That's great, dude. Wow. What, what a dismissive, condescending prick. You know?
1: Dude, no doubt about it. I mean, he's just so full of it. And, like, I guess I should have known and then. That's what, that's when that's kind of what woke me up. I mean, obviously, I was awake to pizza game. And I was still like kind of in the Howard Stern, like kind of listened to him a little bit. And at that time, I should have known he had no audience. It was so easy to get through. And back in like the early 2000s, you could never get through to the Howard Stern show. And I got through like pretty easily um, that day that I called in uh, 2016. And so, dude, I guess my point is, We have evidence of Jeffrey – I guess what put me on this is we know that the Clintons were on that plane 26 times. So you know he's probably on it more than that. And and the Secret Service had to be involved because they know where the president is going every single second of every single day. So there are people like Dennis Hastert as high up. That are covering yes. up for these evil beings
2: yeah exactly and he flew unguarded on the plane too this is, there were some flights where the secret service were not there and um i, w- I would tend to believe the regular blue collar staff member at the island as well as virginia gufray roberts who both said even in the netflix documentary yes i saw bill clinton at the island and this was at a time when there were some young looking girls there um you know they could have been 17 maybe they were 18 whatever but Bill Clinton's lying about being on Epstein's Island. Okay, if he's lying about that, you know, he's probably lying about other stuff too.
1: Well, that's a so. good point. that that That's the problem with the sex trafficking. Like, that's why I think that we should decriminalize prostitution, like they have in Amsterdam. Because the thing is, with these pimps, it's just as illegal to have an underage prostitute than it is to have a you know of age prostitute. So now that 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 just basically encourages them to get underage people because, the, you know, the, I guess that's what people want more, and it's the same crime. So I guess like these people are just committing crimes and they're just covering it up because they know that they're they're crooked. So they're going to do as bad as what I'm trying to say is like they are probably killing kids. They probably are. Throwing them off boats, they're doing as bad as stuff as possible. Because if they, if we know of the stuff that they're doing and that's bad, think about what we don't know about as much. Yeah,
2: and I would point people to Jimmy Savile in England. I mean, Savile was basically you know the pre-Epstein, and he was a procurer for wealthy people and MPs and um, you know people in the BBC and probably the royal family. I mean, he was very close with the Queen. He was close, close with uh, Prince United. Charles he was knighted yeah and and, and back in the 70s is a great clip of uh, johnny rotten saying that he'd like to kill jimmy savile and everybody knows about him and then they banned johnny rotten after that so if johnny yeah, Rotten's
1: he, yeah he yeah. knew and it's all because he was on the show top of the pop so he was like the carson Daly of the trl era you know what i mean well, And yeah. jimmy savile had access he was the, the huge into the children's charity and so yeah. if you guys watch the documentary about jimmy savile the reason why I mentioned the boat, supposedly they would take these kids on his boat. He loved being on his boat. And after they would do something, they would throw the kid in the freaking ocean. I mean, and yeah. what, what is a little it's, kid going to do in the middle of the ocean? They're going to drown and die and get eaten by a fish.
2: It's so evil, man. And, and, and a lot of these kids who fell through the cracks in, in the systems, they were go they were at homes or uh, they were taken to Dolphin Square. Um, there's so much information, man. And there's information about the former Prime Minister Ted Heath, um, which is David Icke's been talking about that guy since the early 90s
1: um and he's been
2: shown to what be about right about ted that heath?
1: I, I i haven't i mean i've probably i think i because i've watched so much david Icke, i've heard him talk about it but remind me he was a prime minister and what was he tied he was, with seville i guess
2: yeah he, i i well i think he was tied with seville but just that there were very credible allegations uh from underage boys against him against ted heath that was investigated after he died um and the investigation showed that it was it was credible but just like savile what are you going to do they're already dead so it really shows a lot of the institutional rot That's happening here in the United States and In England and really everywhere I mean it's, it's a global it's a global thing that's going on And it's not just a fairy tale um, Unfortunately what happens is That you have the QAnon stuff And that, that stuff is you know Anonymous message boards And just made up fantasy Not stuff that's based on anything real um, I recommend people to check out Melfi Buddha's shoot channel He just released a 10 minute video Which has Denny Hastert in it And it has about a dozen other prominent Democratic and Republican politicians who totally got away with it. So it's in the news, man, but it ends up on page 7 or page 8, and then the the beef between Kanye and Pete Davidson's on page 1. So there's your problem. (laughs)
1: Exactly, and they'll tell you exactly what Caitlyn Jenner's latest spin class was or whatever, you know, Kim Kardashian's stupid makeup line, but they won't give you any of this, and that's why Howard Stern's like, oh, it'd be all over the mainstream media. No. Yeah, right, they'll never cover it. So why do, what's the psychological operation of them revealing it after their death, though? Like, why do you think it ever came out of Jimmy Savile? Uh, or, you know, like, why do they give us that after the fact? Like, why not well, cover there, that up, still?
2: There were so many complaints about Savile that the dam broke after he died. Um, you know, they, they couldn't ignore it. So Scotland Yard had to have an inquiry. And, you know, and they, you know, I don't think they, they dug up everything, but I mean, this guy had keys to hospitals and dental wards and, uh crematoriums and what was he doing down in a morgue like
1: he was in the morgue all the time they said dude, dude. what the heck and we know they like adrenochrome well see that's the other thing is like that's a tinfoil hat do they really drink the blood of children i don't know i tend to think maybe so i mean uh or, or i don't know have you guys seen the thing where adrenochrome is a real thing like you can buy you know pharmaceutical adrenochrome have you seen that
3: you get it off the dark web. Hunter S. Thompson will send you a bottle. Um, a I, don't go, I don't know if that's <laughs> true,
2: but I, I mean, I really, I, I don't really ever go there with the adrenochrome, Chrome because I don't. The, this uh, the sources on it to me are kind of sketchy. I'm not saying it's not real, uh, but I, I, I don't, lead, I don't tend to lead with that or talk about that. I like the conversation the three of us are having because this is just a loose, um, you know, dialogue about it. We're not saying, we're not yeah, trying we're to present. Not saying we it, know,
1: I, and I well, don't want to say like for I some just, of this I, stuff. Yeah, like we said, Dennis Hastert. That's just guys. We're just talking about facts. that so we know. That's guys, fast, guys. Any, yeah. Anybody can look
2: Dennis Hastert up, man. Anybody can look up on Hebe Grove. Um, you know whether what they're doing up there well, is they're actually they're drinking the
1: blood of children. I just want to say that I don't know if they're drinking <laughs> blood. We can't confirm that. Uh, the the uh, thing you know, is though,
2: Alex, if, blood, though. if we're talking about it, then you know that there's people doing doing worse out there. Um, uh, but I don't, you know, I don't know, man. I just think the elite and what Jason Burmister calls the predator class—they just they they have their own set of rules. So certainly taking advantage of people, killing people, you know, getting rid of get, getting rid of the bodies—that that does happen. That happens all the time. So it's not really a stretch. But um, you, I know Eric. Not- Eric, you just watched the Atwood documentary about Savile. Do you have any insight on that? What 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 that was all
1: about?
0: Yeah, uh, Alex, are you familiar with the Brit Sean Atwood?
1: Of course. He's great. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. He's Charles awesome. Sean Atwood here joining us. <laughs> his, his crime stuff is good. It's oh. awesome. You know, oh. and, and, you know, he was reading the Epstein stuff. I mean, that's where he really got big on YouTube. So, so what was – I haven't seen this latest uh, documentary. Oh, Tell shit. me about it.
0: Oh, it's dark. It made me ill. So it was like nearly three hours, and Atwood did his homework, man. He uh, dug really deep into Saville and his network and highlighted a, a young British girl who attended Top of the Pops and was abused and and uh, got pregnant and had to get an abortion. And this played out in the press. And she was vilified and and, you know, demonized as as at fault. and she's this young underage girl. And um, yeah, it was all all the people there at top top. wasn't just savile who was messing around with with young girls. and they would just they would farm them all in men and have them come be backup dancers and you know, applying with alcohol and drugs. And Savile was buddies with all the cops. So, you know, he obviously got girls for the cops, and I'm sure he had compromising material on them because any time there was, like, just so much complaints and more complaints where actually someone had to go to the police, Savile always had someone he could call to deal with it and sort it and sweep it under the rug and then rinse and repeat. And he just built up this air of invincibility around him. And like Mike said, man, he was so buddy-buddy with the Royals and other performers and musicians um and artists and it was just like the same with the catholic church man just this open dirty secret that everybody knew about and no one did anything about and um yeah so atwood has a lot of great interviews with people who've researched it for years who have dug up a lot of stuff um he had on you know people who were in the br- mainstream of the British press. Who always wanted to go further and further with the story, but it would come from above to bury it. And of course, BBC is going to protect their golden goose. They're not going to, you know, throw him under the bus because he would take a lot of other people with him. So, it, you know, a lot of it is mutually assured destruction, and that's that's how the blackmail um, elite deviance works. You know, you're, we're going to we're going to go to the top together, but we could also bring each other down with what we have on each other. And and I think that a lot of that was going on with uh, Jimmy Savile for sure.
1: Well, I mean, that's where we look at Ghislaine Maxwell and you look at her dad, Robert Maxwell, and that's supposedly what he did. It's called honey potting. It's where you got to get, you have to, you, the reason why you encourage these people to sleep with the children is so you have evidence and leverage against them. So they ha, kind of have to play ball. So that's really a part of the, you know, the, I guess it's a sting. Like you think you're just going with a kid and having fun at Epstein's Island, but yet they got a video camera in there. And as soon as you do it, you're toast. But it's like people are going to say, oh, that's a conspiracy. You don't know about Robert Maxwell's dad, this God. and that. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, these people are evil. They do get children they, and they sexually abuse them. I mean, it's like, we know Jeffrey Epstein sexually abused children. That's yeah. on the open. Oh, that, we know Ghislaine Maxwell that's did it. That's an un, undeniable not fact.
0: Yeah, well, Robert Maxwell was a media baron and uh, he was a Czech national by birth. Obviously, an ardent, hardcore Zionist. I mean, hell, his fucking funeral was it was over in Israel and it was intended. Yeah, they, they,
1: gave, they gave him the same funeral that an Israeli soldier would
0: get yeah it was like a mafia send off all the dudes there who killed him who were in on it, are there to pay their respects because he asked for too much money and he was starting to spill some beans
1: yeah he got broke and said hey i'm gonna start you know lipping he i'm got, gonna give uh, you all some lip
0: <clears throat> he got hubris yeah oh yeah and he just took a little tumble on the lady galane you know
1: his daughter but, uh, the boat named after his daughter i mean he you think sick do you think elaine like like you know the child sex procuring i guess this is what i'm saying this is why i feel bad there's a guy that predator poachers channel and like i i mean i like the guy that runs it but this is why i feel bad is a lot of times when they when they go after these kids that you know the the predators they were molested when they were young so i mean that's not an excuse to molest a child but it's very cyclical, so I'm guessing. I wonder if Ghislaine was molested or, or Jeffrey Epstein was molested. We don't know their background, but I feel like that's the only way you could justify it is if you were molested at, at one point. That's because other than that, you're just or say you're like worship Satan and you just want to like ruin people's lives.
0: Well, yeah, there's there's no
1: justifying. It. I mean,
0: there's plenty of people who were abused as children that would never dream of harming a child, but of course not. Ghislaine was very much born into this world through her father because of his who he was. He was the super spy for the Mossad. He played all sides. He worked with MI5, MI6, Mossad. He worked with the Soviets. Um, You know, he was US intelligence. He he had dirt on everybody and whoever, however he could use it to his advantage, he would. And obviously at the end of the day, I think his main loyalties lay with Israel, which is obvious by his funeral and You know what he would he would do and the means he would go through to to get uh, information like, for example, I don't know if you've heard of a nuclear Israeli nuclear whistleblower a guy named Mordecai Vanunu,
1: who uh, are you muted? Oh, what did he say? Yeah, sorry, I I haven't heard of Mordecai, but what what did he do? He was gonna give spill out nuclear secrets. What well, the yeah.
0: Long story short, Mordecai Venunu blew the whistle on the unacknowledged Israeli nuclear facility called Dimona. He he worked there and he had documents and inside skin and all information about it and he wanted to go to the press with it and um Maxwell caught wind of this and, and made sure that he got it back to the Mossad and the Israelis like hey we got this guy here uh he's gonna spill the, he's gonna he's the one spilling the beans about Demona should probably come get him and Mordecai Vanunu uh was kidnapped by the Israelis and brought back to Israel you know rendered back to Israel and uh imprisoned for a number of years I'm pretty sure he's out now I can't believe he's still alive but um you know long story short Maxwell had that kind of suction and that kind of leverage where he could he could do that with his network. So Ghislaine, you know, where she comes into it, she has Robert Maxwell's, uh, you know, Rolodex and the connections to high society and the royals, finance, media, the arts, music, the whole scene over there. And Epstein's your money guy, his money coming from the mega group, which is Les Wexner.
1: Yeah, right. Victoria's Secret. Well, I mean, I that kind of weird that it's like sells panties, the biggest panty company. Like, not that that's perverted, but it's kind of weird. That's just a weird. Yeah.
0: Well, so have you heard of the Mega Group before?
1: Is that is that Wexner's group and who else is a part of it? I mean, yeah, I know the, he's a billionaire. Yeah, it's
0: it's basically Zionist billionaires
1: who are Israel first. And I'm sure Larry Silverstein is in that group who got 7.4 billion dollars after the towers <laughs> yeah. fell. Oh, yeah. The Brothmans are, you know, the founders of Seagram's liquor up
0: there in Canada, and they were connected to the Nexium cult with that girl Alex Mack from Yeah. Wait, uh, why are so
1: many people connected to that Nexium cult? <laughs> like that's another thing. All these celebrities. What the heck? I mean, that's not that's not a conspiracy. That's like open fact. There's people that are on big time. TV shows that were yeah. part of that Nexium thing, like what oh, yeah. in the world?
0: The Nexium. So Nexium is connected to the Brothmans uh, through Claire Brothman, who's the daughter of Edgar and the original Bronfmans, and they're they're part of this mega group, ultra Zionist Israel First network that funds these kind of operations like Epstein. So Epstein is just he's not a genius, he's not brilliant, he's not really that talented. He's a con artist and he's a fence and he's a front for the mega group in this a group of billionaires and wealthy uh, patrons who need to get the goods and the dirt on American politicians, just like you said earlier, to control them, to leverage them, to get them to do their bidding, um, you know, and ultimately uh, serve to enrich uh, Israel in their interests. So that's really what the Epstein, it's not like this big fucking mystery what Epstein was or what he is or what Maxwell uh, was and what they did. It's, it's, it's really obvious and it's right there for anyone to see.
1: Well, Mike made a good point though. It's just it gets hijacked in the media. Called, oh, you're a QAnon. You think JFK Jr. is coming back? I mean, they just throw the baby out with the bathwater when that's not the that's not the case. We don't necessarily. I mean, we don't think that. We, we don't think QAnon's real, and I mean, it's. I guess this is what I'm saying is it's the same people that tell you Hunter Biden's laptop is fake, and they have to come out and say, "Oh, it's real." The media is always going to lie to us, and I know you know that, and I hope the people watching this probably know that. But it's like, wh- and what's real about our history? What do we really know that happened? I mean, if the I mean, and you talk about Operation Mockingbird, where the CIA admits that they have, you know, informants at every level of our media, from radio, television, to film, to marketing. It doesn't matter; they have somebody in there. And I, I, I use the example of um, Last Action Hero. I believe it was James Cameron directed that. And when they want to get military, uh, they want to use like real military tanks. They have to give the United States uh, script approval. And in that movie, the terrorists were originally going to be like Chinese or something. And they, the CIA said, no, we want them to be Muslim terrorists. So it's like, dude, they control the narrative. Everything is fake in the radio, television, movies. It doesn't matter. It's all propaganda.
2: Yeah. A lot of it's predictive programming. It's getting uh, the seeds of ideas planted into the populace's head to uh, be accepting of, you know, a mass Cal event or uh, having ramped up, um, you know, friction uh, against the, you know, the Russians. I mean, for a while there during the Cold War and, and you know, the height of it in the 80s, uh, it was it was the big bad, you know, Russians, the Soviet Union. And then, you know, after after that collapse in the early 90s, it then shifted, You saw a shift towards Middle Easterners. And then especially after 9-11, you saw a lot of that. And, uh, yeah, the CIA actually has a Hollywood office. They have a a movie office within the CIA. Like you said, they go over scripts. They approve things. They approve gear. They send um, advisors to the film. Um, Certainly the the Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, um, you know, anything – What's his face there? Uh Bruckheimer any uh, of these well, big I, action. Down.
1: Uh, well, I mean every any any military I, I mean, movie, they're gonna have Under, their fingerprints. On. Remember
2: Under Siege with Steven Seagal?
1: A great movie.
2: But yeah, I mean it is a great movie. Gary Busey with the big boobs and the, the lipstick and the wig and Tommy Lee Jones dancing around with the leather jacket. I mean it's That's unbelievable. Under but, Siege uh, is great. Uh, yeah, dude, awesome. How would how about if I rearrange your face? But, you know, what it, what it really is is just propaganda for the military industrial complex disguised as a two-hour action movie. But I'm here for that. But I, but I recognize that. All the Marvel shit, the Captain America stuff, that's all That's all propaganda. I mean, it's just blatant propaganda. Um, and actually, Sean Stone, who we had on, uh, Oliver Stone's son, has done a great series called, uh, I think it's called Hollywood DC, right, Eric? Where he goes into the connections between... Um, you know, the CIA, the intelligence agencies like the Pentagon and uh, Hollywood and these big studios, you know, I making- want to watch that. It's really good. Yeah. I actually think it was an RT production. So you might not be able to find it anymore.
1: <laughs> you what? know, but- Sean Stone. I mean, dude, that, that shows you And Oliver, his dad, you know, JFK, that kind of that was like kind of my first red pill. I remember watching that. We watched it for a, a class in high school. Nice. But like I didn't believe it. You know, I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's funny, but it's just kind of dropping those seeds. Okay, so guys, obviously we're anti-war. I'm a conflict interventionist. So why does the military industrial complex, in your opinion, get all of our budget when we have problems like fentanyl and homelessness? And like we could just just reappropriate all those funds and actually fix some problems. But why does the military industrial complex get our money? I think there's a meme where it's like a guy making $60,000 a year shooting a bomb that costs $80,000 to make at a guy that makes $0 a year. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Who benefits other than the guy that sells the rocket?
2: Well, there you go, man. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the uh, the good people at Boeing and Raytheon and uh, you know other defense contractors who have a revolving door with the Pentagon, um, that gravy train is so freaking good, man. They gotta have. I mean, shit. Afghanistan was 20 years longer than it's America's longest war. Um, obviously, Iraq, all the wars that go on. Any 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 people who need to be bombed and blow up, you know, thousands of miles away. Well, that costs some money, and it usually comes at the expense of the taxpayers. So. For me, it just shows you that those people in charge do not care about the American people. they don't care about your your average suffering you know uh, working you know people, mothers and fathers, single mothers, whoever is trying to live paycheck to paycheck and take care of their kids. Um, they don't care about drug addicts. We have a huge problem with fentanyl and heroin here in New Hampshire. Sadly, New Hampshire is one of the states that has the largest drug problem in the whole country, which is which is so sad. I mean, Eric and I know people that we went to school with who have passed away from drug overdose. I'm sure everybody does. And um, I got
1: to say just, one of my best friends, you guys don't know this about me. Let me give you a little backstory. So I worked for the TV show cheaters for about 10 years. And I can only say so much about that show. Cause I signed a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, <laughs> Roger <in> the, Lodge. <laughs> yeah. So you guys can figure out a little bit about uh, the only reason I won't talk about the truth about it is because I can't, but this is what I'm saying is, the guy that was the host of it, not Roger Lodge, he was uh, Joey Greco. But Roger Lodge did. Oh, pretended to get stabbed, right? When Greco
2: pretended yeah, to get stabbed, yeah, yeah,
1: he got stabbed. Okay, but what I'm saying <laughs> oh. is, uh, um, um, uh, uh, the host of it was a guy named Clark Gable, who, after Joey Greco, and his grandfather was the Clark Gable from Gone with the Wind. This guy had the highest tolerance of any guy I've ever seen. Like, he would snort cocaine, he would be drunk and high, but he could always handle himself. He's just like, you know, if you know people that get messed up, some people have a higher tolerance than others. Like, I have a buddy, Hank, that's like, he can drink a whole gallon of liquor or whatever. You know, there's just some people that are weird like that. I'm not. uh, You know, I don't even use drugs or alcohol anymore, but this is why my buddy... He took a Vicodin, or what he thought was a Vicodin had fentanyl in it. And I I don't say this facetiously or jokingly. He woke up dead with his wife and his 19-month-old baby, excuse me, his fiancée and 19-month-old baby in bed with him. And I would have thought if he died of a drug overdose, he would have been like strung out, you know, shooting up dope or something. He was literally like taking a night off. You know, it was like one of those nights where he wasn't doing something wild. Well. So this fentanyl, it took out a guy in his prime, 31 years old, with a baby. I mean, his whole life is ahead of him. And in one night, one pill that's made in some bathtub with some, you know, pill press from Chinese fentanyl is killing people like that, you know, and I know. So everybody's affected by it. And, you know, they'll never talk about that in the media. I mean, they mention it, but they don't, if they gave it this one one fifth of the attention that they give the vaccine, we would save a lot of lives, but they don't care about those lives.
2: No, no, it's, it's, it's problem action, you know, solution. It's going to be a problem, you know, that we may or may not be involved with, you know, <clears throat> Fauci. And then uh, there's going to be a reaction and we're going to give you the solution. I mean, it's, it really reminds me of Viva Vendetta, man, at the end of the day, the whole deal. And we don't even need to get into the, to, to the COVID-19, you know, business right now. And, um, that could be for another show, but, um, you know, Rand Paul hammered Fauci in those hearings about gain of function, about the lab research, about everything that was going on. I think there's probably a lot more to that that's gonna, that's going to eventually come out. Um, but back to the military-industrial complex, it's all about profit. It's just all about it's all about exporting death around the world and making money. And uh, it's it's shit. Eisenhower talked about it, and, and when he was leaving office in 1961, and um, it's just, you know, what did
1: Eisenhower okay. said. He said that the military industrial complexes, that's his exact terms, wasn't he? And that's that exactly what he said.
2: Yeah. He said, beware their influence on our culture, on our society, on, you know, pretty much education, every aspect. And it really has the militaristic mindset has infiltrated every aspect of our society. Whether we realize it's the that-
1: people like the people on the left, these these whatever uh, social justice virtue signalers, they love war more than anything. It makes dude. No, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm going crazy, it's just like <laughs> I, I wish these idiots weren't so dumb and they would say, Oh, we don't need to fight a war because I want a I virtue to virtue signal and save some lives. But no, they're well, like, Oh, whoa, well, they hate America. Those people like they hate America. So why do they why do they think it's okay for us to go to the Middle East and kill Muslim people? Like, ah, it makes me sick, Mike. I know.
2: Well, they, they want to sign up with your legionnaire group to go to Ukraine with uh what was it? name sergeant matt uh what was the character marcus
1: matthews but okay you know it's funny okay i gotta bring this up and the reason why i did that bit is dude there there's people in dallas and they cover them on the dallas morning news or like you know the local news the people have four kids they're ex you know iraq war veteran and they're going to fight for ukraine i'm like dude i get you have ptsd and you maybe only feel comfortable on a battlefield or something but if you have a family you have kids why would any sane person want to go get a gun and point it at another person and pull the trigger? Like, like go hunt something. I mean, don't hunt a human being. It's just ridiculous.
2: Propaganda. This, this is the level of propaganda that's going on. And I think, Eric, there's, what, thirty or 40,000, you know, volunteers coming from all over the world. Hi, Keith. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there was um, – I, I saw this, Alex. Vice did a, a piece about the thousands of foreign fighters who were signing up to fight for the Ukraine Legion.
1: Sure, propaganda. One
0: of, one of them was this fucking former cop from Chicago. So, you know, second to killing unarmed black people in the hood, you know, are Russians. So he wants to go over there and shoot some Russians. You're absolutely right, dude. You have to be completely batshit out of your fucking mind to think that this is a worthwhile endeavor to be from another country to go sign up to fight with the Legion of another country against Russia, who has, who has not bombed the United States, who has not attacked the United States, you know, who hasn't threatened us? Yeah, maybe they fucking meddled in the election or they sent some memes or sent some, some vodka.
1: They that won had the some election with it. memes. They didn't get any inside information. I was <laughs> sorry to cut you off, but it's literally, they- Russia,
0: Russia Gates hysteria. I don't buy it. Look, my aunt's from Russia. I love Russian people, man. Uh, they're not going to brainwash me to hate Russia, all right? Putin's a kleptocratic, thug, dictator, piece of shit, corrupt asshole. Everyone knows that, but most world leaders are that too. I got news for you.
1: So, we're we're the same in America, but the, you know you know what should have been the biggest thing. Sorry to cut you off, Eric. Is Pat Tillman? Is he was a guy that was actually a patriot, a football player that went over there, and then he died by friendly fire. And his wife said, he, "Yeah, and and, and he, that he was he was sending her letters saying how there's no clear agenda. We're here Bad. fighting for oh, nothing. He was ready and to, he to blow up the dead. whistle."
0: Blow the whistle on the whole thing. Rumsfeld was watching him very closely what he was doing over there. And then he dies and they burn his flak jacket. They burn all his stuff. And his brother spoke at his memorial, said, you know, my brother, Pat, was an atheist. He doesn't believe in any of this bullshit. It's all lies. What you guys are doing, you know, with my, my brother's memory. Oh, yeah. Pat Tillman was awesome, man. He, he was. Wait, 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 why
1: did they burn his flak jacket? I remember I saw the documentary on it, but what was the excuse for doing that? I don't even remember that. Like well, basically
2: b- well, they, they initially they lied and said he was engaged in a firefight and he was killed by enemy fire when in reality, he was actually killed by friendly fire. Um, now, a training
1: deal, right? In where he wasn't even in the battlefield. wasn't it training or something? I, I know it's friendly I, fire. yeah,
2: it was it was you know, obviously on the same side. Um, and I think they might insinuate in the documentary that it was intentional. i don't I don't necessarily think it was. I, I honestly would have to go back and look at that, but they basically burned that to cover their tracks because they had a whole story concocted um, that he, you know, went down a hero fighting the enemy. He and, should have been like,
1: saving Private Ryan. They should have had a whole crew, <laughs> the whole war. I'm serious. Top, they should have had a whole team of people that just protected him.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, he was, he was the, they were used, the Bush administration was using him for propaganda purposes. They wanted this. The war was not going well in Iraq or Afghanistan. They knew that they, you know, the, even the Washington post exposed that a few years ago um, with the Afghanistan papers, um, but they needed to boost morale and they needed to sell it to the American people. So, wow, we got this NFL star who gave it all up to go, you know, to go fight the terrorists. And this is the story we're going to sell. They don't care about him or his family. They don't care about his friends. You know, they, they don't care about the truth about that, but that was a really great documentary and it, it's really sad and sobering to see something like that. But, um, you know, I've known other people who served over in Iraq and they said, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of shit that got staged. So
1: Dude, you I mean, know, we're not even well, talking about the Baki boys, the guy that had sex slaves at Afghanistan people, usually they were rich men and they would have young children that would like work for them and be their sex slaves. And the military knew about this and overlooked Couldn't do it anything about it, was, it. Dude, that's disgusting. There's no bigger crime where we should fight than people sexually assaulting children. I mean, there's no yeah. better agenda than to do that, than to stop
0: that. That's in the culture over there. Uh, you know, Boy Love Thursday, they called it. All the every old Americans knew about it. They wanted to stop it and do something about it, but uh, they couldn't. They were, you know, that was like their tradition over there. These young dancing boys, and it's disgusting. It's horrifying. But you know, really, uh, the the militarism, like Mike said, man, the, the, the militarism ha- has permeated the collective consciousness of our country and our society. So you know when i saw you man dressed as as the legionnaire doing that thing that is it's seriously one of the most fucking brilliant things i've seen dude like i'm i'm sending it to anyone who will listen i'm like you just watch this 5 minutes of what he did he dude you were able to really pinpoint and sum up how fucking brainwashed people are and and how they just they just don't even realize the levels of of conditioning and fuckery that that the, the media the pentagon um, the newspapers, everything all together, dude, we have been psyop from the moment we were born. And the end result is that caricature and that character that you presented to the, to the council there. So when you see that, and then you know about the psychopaths, like the former cop in Chicago, who's going to go over and fight with the Ukraine Legion. It, it was just like so brilliant, dude, because I watched that video of the real guy who went over to Ukraine, I'm fighting, i got going to, because I got to fight him here, Russia's going to become a big enemy, they're, they're going to take, you know, we're next, and then in your fucking video, you're like, and Putin, Putin's knocking at the door here in Texas, he's coming, he's coming, we got to stop him. Right, you can stay, you're, he's, Putin's coming to Richardson, Texas, can, how stupid is that? You can stay a loser and die on your couch, or you could come be here with me and fight for this guy, and then you show the picture of Zelensky, who's a fucking actor and a puppet, and it was just like, dude, you, you, you fucking nailed it, Alex. It, it, it's it's seriously, it, it is, dude. I, I'm not like trying to like fluff you up here, dude. But that was one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, dude, it's, it's just kind of sad though. It's like, like I said, it's really kind of <sighs> happy. Like, you know, I'm just saying, I, I appreciate that. You're being nice. But all I did was that video you saw. I really was just the same army recruiter that probably recruited that guy <laughs> to sign up for the foreign legion.
0: Exactly. Well, that's it. So that, that, that's, it's just a brilliant commentary on, on. The, the gutter, the, just the, the the gutting of consciousness, the the lack of consciousness that we have, and and you are rewarded. The dumber
1: you are, the stupid you are, the more asleep you are, the greater you're rewarded. And that's well, I that's, think, that's that's sick. I think that's the biggest psychological operation is they want to make you feel insignificant. They want to make you like that. Just be dumb. Let other people make decisions for you. Do not look into the official story. And it's as simple as that. Just guys, open your mind. You don't have to believe anything that us three said today. Cause I know we said a lot of wild and deep, dark stuff, but just kind of have an open mind. And it's really not that deep, but I'm saying to a layman, to a normal person, it would be because just kind of do some research. Cause they don't want you to look into it. They literally want you to stay asleep and not, yeah. uh, not they want you to take the butcher's word for it instead of looking for it yourself. Which is really well no. Said. You need to. You got to go look and do a little bit of research at your <laughs> life. You are a special being. Life is short. Like I know life is tough. Everybody's got stress and this and that. But at the end of the day, it's grateful to be here. You got to have some gratitude. They That's... don't want you to have gratitude. They yeah. want you to just think you're just some accident. You got lucky to be here, oh, and your life's yeah, worth nothing. Flu- you might as well go die for Vladimir we're, Zelensky because you're just, just a piece of. You're, you're a climate change yeah. greenhouse emission gas. A person, you're bad for the environment, <laughs> causing climate change. <laughs>
0: Oh, the, the level, the levels of psyop, dude. And you know what? The sad thing is, most people won't ever see it. They won't in this in this go around, this carnation that we're in right now, during this physical experience. They they won't even understand how they were PSYOP'd, man, six ways from Sunday. So, for a lot of people, when they would see that video of you pretending to be the legionnaire, you know, a, there there's a large swath of our population, dude, who would be like, man, what that guy said, I'm gonna go sign up
1: and fight in Ukraine to kill those Russians. It's it, it, it's it's mind boggling, dude. It's mental that anybody would want to do it, but I get there's some war freaks, but man, we do not need to have wars. We're adults. We got to figure out how to come to an agreement on this stuff. Like, I don't even know. I don't even really know the clear agenda is what they don't want uh, uh, Ukraine to be in NATO, but nobody would even care if they were in it. Nobody cares. Vladimir Putin, I guess, maybe cares, but it's like they make this a World War Three when the border that we need to worry about is between Texas and Mexico. I mean... That's a border that Kamala Harris needs to go to. She won't even go there, but she'll fly to Poland in two seconds to go virtue signal for Ukraine. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, it's so true, man. It, I, apparently, she's doing an awful job, by the way, too, man. She just had another staffer quit, and uh, there was some friction between her and Jill Biden. With, uh, it was just going to be coming out in a book. Um, yeah, look, man, I want to see Biden or someone from the Biden administration try to emulate the Kennedy administration. I mean, this this is, you know... This was 60 years ago when we were at the height of, of potentially having nuclear Armageddon. And one of the things that stopped, it was actually a Russian submarine operator who was uh, off the coast of Cuba um, and near Florida. And his submarine had been damaged uh, by U.S. forces. And he was down there with two other Russians. And they had, they had nukes. They had a nuke on board. And in order for that thing to fly, all three of them had to say yes and authorize it. Now, their communication had gone down and they were, you know, they were underwater. So they didn't know what was going on up, up top on the surface. Two of them were like, yes, let's do this. Fuck it, we're dead. The third guy said, no, I'm not gonna do this. I know what radiation, I've seen what radiation does to human beings. This is awful. One nuke means we're, we're all done. We're, we're, I'm not gonna do it. So he actually didn't do it. And he was honored, you know, years and years later uh, after he had died and his family was there for the ceremony. Is but- the
1: submarine was sinking so they're gonna die anyway? Is that why they're thinking about blowing it up? Why, why was What was the decision?
2: Well, the submarine had been damaged, um, oh, I believe, yeah, by, yeah. by 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 weapons that were meant to try and get them to surface. So I see. I see. So they're they're,
1: they're going to kamikaze themselves to fight back. Yes.
2: Yeah, because their communication had been had been cut off and damaged, so they really didn't know what was going on. But this one, uh, you know, Soviet submarine guy was like, "No, I'm not doing this. I'm not authorizing it." And you know, that's how close we've come before. That's just one story. Um, but I would point to. You know, uh, Robert Kennedy, when he was attorney general, going to meet with a Russian ambassador secretly um, at the embassy down in D.C., um, the, the letters that Nikita Khrushchev and Kennedy exchanged to each other, the back channels that they had going on. Where the hell is that leadership nowadays? Like, we don't have anybody from fucking Republican Party or the Democratic Party who could be like, Ukrainians are being killed. Putin's got this war going on. We're, it's not going to nuclear. Nuclear is not an option. This is this is the end of Earth and humanity as we know it. So where the fuck is the adult who's like, we have to actually sit down and negotiate with Putin? I know Zelensky wants to negotiate. He's he's been trying to get that done. But there's certain concessions that are going to have to be made on both ends to make something happen. You know, back then in the '60s, it was hey, get those fucking you know rockets out of Cuba, and we'll get ours out of I think it was what Turkey, Eric, or where do we have Turkey? Um, we had stuff in Turkey and Kennedy said, yes, I'll do that. And he was good to his word. So they don't want people who want peace and actually fight for peace. And Robert Kennedy and John F. Kennedy, in my opinion, gave their lives trying to promote world peace. And they were Dude, taken out. By,
1: so- 100%. 100, I mean, that's why they took him out is because they were against the military industrial complex.
2: Yeah, they, well, they, they made some moves, man, that were like, oh, shit, these guys are bad for business. They got to go, man. And if you watch uh, Oliver Stone's new awesome epic four-part series, Destiny betrayed he, betrayed, he lays it all out there, man. It's all it's all there. So I would encourage people to watch that and look back at what Kennedy was doing with Khrushchev uh, during the height of the Cold War to try and ease the tensions and, and get this nuclear bullshit dialed in, when in reality, they both had hawks around them that just wanted – they like Cur- Curtis LeMay, uh, there is these generals and these you know joint chiefs of staff who are literally like, we're going to nuke this earth down to the last person. Like, we can win nuclear war. So th- this is the type of thinking that these people in power have. I don't think it's gotten any better. I think it's actually gotten worse. So when you see news articles that are saying, oh, you know, a, a, a small nuclear war might actually be good. I think we can we can win this. The little
3: nuclear war so, is good.
2: <laughs> that's what we're dealing with, dude. So I think what you do using humor is a great thing. And I think it's one of the reasons why you're having such an impact and why there's a lot of eyes on you is because it's like letting the fucking, letting the air out a little bit, turning the pressure down a little bit, man, showing what humor can do, um, what getting people to actually think about what we're talking about here. Cause what we're talking about is fucking nuclear Armageddon. Ultimately. If one nuke flies, dude, that's it. There's no turning oh back
1: and they teach you this in school and i don't even know if i necessarily believe this that we have enough nukes to blow the the world up a million times over like they want i'm just saying they want you to live in fear of this it's kind of like the rocket man in north korea like they want you to so it's like what i guess what i'm saying is now, the world's so screwed up, they are going to do drop some sort of bomb like they did. Like, now the time has come to these freaking evil, sick people. In my, in exactly. my, so I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't some big bomb that got dropped very soon. You know, they're probably not going to drop the nuclear first. They probably drop like the Moab, the mother of all bombs, or the father of all bombs, dude. The nuclear weapon, they wanted, dude, they want to do it because the last person that did it was America. So, I mean, I think that is, dude, they, that's like there's somebody right now, like just chomping at the bit to sure, drop a nuclear well, they're, bomb
0: they're primed for it and i just hope they don't misgender the bomb whether it's the mother or the father and i hope they're the, vaccinated or the, or the i the hope parent.
1: the person that presses the button is vaccinated, That's vaccinated important
0: thing. boosted uh we got a couple super chats i'll read here for all of us from dj cogdill for ten dollar great meeting you in dc mike actually it was me who met you dj i'm eric hey alex he says i've super chatted multiple times on you are here to bring ryan dawson on I think I've heard you mention him before. You should suggest him to Hey Eric.
1: Yeah, yeah I like know. I like Ryan a lot. Yeah, I he's will,
0: great. I will connect you guys, Alex, if you want to connect with him. And
1: um, I would love to have him on. I know he's like the most censored guy ever. He doesn't even go by Ryan Dawson on interviews. He goes by like Tokyo Ryan or like Tokyo Guy or something. <laughs> well, he
0: lives over. He's he lives over in Japan, and I finally I've been doing a show with him once a month called The Four Horsemen with Reed Coverdale. Um, where we get together and we, de- we want to have you, Alex, on the four uh, for horse sure. And-
1: yeah, Reed's a man. I really oh, like his, re- I like we, his, like, you know, pra- or whatever is like, you know, a dry humor. I like Reed a lot. Yeah, funny, we, yeah, we'll
0: start. We call each other a lot during the week. We're basically a couple, and uh, I'll just, I'll just go, you uh, know, he's not was- going to
1: say that. He's a trucker. He's not going to say you are a couple. Come on. All right. Well,
0: he's got lot lizards strategically placed all over the country, and he's got a thing going on with Clint from Liberty Lockdown, but I'm kind of Mormon. I'm okay with it. But um, Reed will call me, and one of my first things will be, I'll just be like dude alex stein he's undeniable and then that will just that will start like a 10 minute conversation of what we saw on twitter that day and you're in those convos a lot alex i I have to i have to admit that that.
1: makes me feel good i love it i'm having that sort of effect we say you you guys are smart guys you guys aren't imbeciles you know so i actually respect it that you guys are talking about me uh like that makes me feel good thank you
0: we try to mix it all man and and you're you're fucking owning it right now so dj thanks for the ten dollar and i will connect alex and ryan for sure because that'll be a great convo we got 20 dollars from drywall o saying alex stein never landed on the moon is that true,
1: Alex? Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started. We don't have enough time. We're almost at an hour and 15 minutes. I want to say, dude, I'm a moon landing expert, 1969 through 1972, and I don't know. I don't care how much you like the moon, this and that. I'm just going to tell you this, that, that we haven't been back since 1972, and they destroyed that technology, and it's a painful process to bring it back again. So so I can get you into all the, the tiny stuff, but just think about this. It's the only technology that's gone backwards. And, and the idea that we went there and back on one tank of gas, 237,000 miles and back, it's absurd, but I it would take me all night to really dive deep. But yeah, I'm a moon land there hoaxer well, uh, for sure.
0: It, it, absolutely. And I haven't dug t- uh too deep into the moon landing. So I'll, I would love to schedule a separate Jackman radio with you where we can
1: I ah, dude, I will to the whole okay. moon. It's gonna take a whole hour and yeah. I'll give you I'll, I'll red pill you on the moon. You can tell me some
0: stuff that I need to look at beforehand and I'll prep for it. You need to we, watch you
1: know. Bar Subbrell. You need to watch a funny thing happen on the way to the moon. Okay, I've heard it. That, that. That's like it's not like the quintessential thing, but it's one of the best ones that it just it'll just show you that these NASA, they wouldn't even put their hand on a Bible and swear to God that they went there. And, and you just gotta look at NASA. It's like we're in the space race with Russia. It has connects with Russia. It's just it's it's very good. You need to look into that tonight. You need both of y'all need to watch a funny thing happen on the way to the moon. It's actually well edited. And it, and it's like you don't have to believe everything, but it'll open your eyes to some some unique stuff. Bart Sabrell. And yeah. I don't even like Barca, bro. He's actually kind of an annoying guy, but he made a good documentary. Well, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. And then Time Out Humanity says, Prime Time,
0: Alex Stein with the Four Horsemen would be incredible. Well, timeout Humanity, I think it's going to happen. We're going to get some of the players together. We're going to negotiate a world-class deal. We're going to get primetime 99, Alex Stein from Texas. He's the pride of Lone Star. He's a great guy. He's beautiful. We love him. He's well-dressed. Tucker Carlson should be very careful because prime time stein 99 is nipping at his heels
3: quite frankly he is wow! Ah, I love
0: it, Don. Thank you, Don, <laughs> for the kind words. Um, so yeah, before we wrap, I mean, I don't know how much time you got left, uh, Alex. I mean, I'm not in a rush, but if if you got stuff going on, I
1: no, I know wanna... the, the only thing is it's it's about ten o'clock. I'm oh my gosh, You're I think hungry? my cat on my green screen. No, what I'm saying is uh um yeah, I mean, I just have had a long day. I'm kinda yeah. tired. I kinda gotta lie down. But no, I want to this is the thing. I'm happy that we we ended with a super chat about that. I want you I'll come on like in two weeks and I'll I'll give you guys all the moon landing. You know, we'll we'll schedule it really soon and because i kind of want to you know show you guys but you'll have to watch the documentary a funny thing happened on the way to the moon and then you message me and i'll come back on for an hour hour, and i'll i'll red pill i'll give you my whole spiel (laughs) it's a lot to talk about but i'm i consider myself a 1969 to 1972 apollo moon mission expert so for whatever take that for however you will
2: excellent I, i think i actually did watch that in uh back in college that's uh, he's a guy that goes up to like Buzz Aldrin, right. And makes him try and uh,
1: punch. Yeah.
2: punched him, Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I, I haven't, uh, I don't think we've ever done a moon landing episode. Uh, Cause you know, there's obviously a big stigma attached to that one, but I'm, I'm for open and fair conversation. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against talking
1: people about it. People love space. For some people, it's really a really big thing. So I get it. You're never going to believe it. You know, and you're, you're going to call me crazy and that's fine. But I just, I just want to like harp on, I mean, there's a bunch of different stuff. It's the only technology. If you compare it to 1969 Lincoln to a 2021 Lincoln, the amount of technology is so much more yet. the spaceship was able to go there and back with less right. computer power than a TI-83 calculator. Just think about that, guys. <laughs> just think about that.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, something that it's, uh, you know, there's no reason not to talk about it. I mean, did you, did you see recently the thousands of uh, exoplanets that, that they discovered that, that are out there? There could even be, you know, billions beyond what? our galaxy. It's, and it's see, crazy. That, that's,
1: another, that's another thing. It's like, you know, uh, we talk about aliens or interdimensional beings or something. Like, I do think there is probably some other sort of living life. Like, I look at that. There's, uh, there's stuff in the ocean that we don't know about. So it's like the, the right. idea that, like, you know, there's just a lot out there that we don't know, but pe- people they want to say, "Oh, trust the science, we know everything." As we don't know a lot. We don't know everything. And that's what that's what I think the first thing we have to realize is like we are, we don't know it all. So we need to question our reality. We need to look into it ourselves, look at the evidence and make the decision for ourselves instead of letting somebody just tell us, "This is right, this is left, you're wrong, you are dumb." You decide for exactly. yourself
2: yeah I don't like the left-right stuff man. I mean people can have their views and but I'll do I'll talk to a left- wing person, I'll talk to a right wing whatever man if we can have an interesting conversation and it's civil and we can disagree on stuff, but we can still have a conversation and maybe have a good time, you know
1: dude so, of course and oh i got some of my best friends that are vaccinated and you know asleep but there's i still like them i don't care i mean i, I don't want to like i said i'm a libertarian like you guys are that i want personal freedom live your life just don't hurt anybody while you're doing it and don't steal my crap that's about all i care about i mean seriously at the end of the day i don't give yeah. a crap just don't steal from me just don't take my house don't take my identity or whatever and you can you can be a different as a matter of fact we need different people if we we're all the same if we we're all red-pilled we'd just be zombies the life would suck you know so that's what we need some more uniqueness we need some more eccentricity we need to be eccentric and, different. and yes yeah, we, it's like they're taking away that individuality though they're saying you can pick your oh. gender at six but if you don't get vaccinated or wear a mask you deserve to die so it's just a really weird it's just weird thing <laughs> where they tell you to be an individual but then they also tell you to fall in line and just follow the leader Mike tell,
0: tell well. Alex Mike how Lindsey Graham's going to deal with uh, <clears throat> Russia and everything over in the Middle East
2: well, I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna kill Putin. I'm gonna make sure. Sh- I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get the guy from uh, Grasshopper. We gonna do an autoerotic setup. We gonna make it look like an autoerotic death via Keith Carradine. or excuse me, David Carradine. And I'm gonna contact Sydney Gottlieb from the CIA. And we gonna he's gonna tinkle some some kind of poison in his martini. We'll see what happens. That's what Lindsey well, we Graham's good.
3: gonna.
1: <laughs> that's what they want to do to Castro is poison. But, dude, why would he say that? What kind of diplomatic stuff to go on Fox News and be like, What a oh, psychopath. Is, that's it's bullshit. I mean, it's crap,
2: dude. I don't think he's gay or straight. I think he just gets off on war. I think that his sexuality is just like war, death, and destruction. That's kind of what he's...
1: It's funny you say that, cause like, as a content creator or something, like, 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 you know, this is kind of my hobby. Like, this is your passion or whatever, you know. It's like, like, you're not doing this because it's just, you know, putting you in, uh, you know, a mansion or something. You do it for the love of the game. So I guess what you're saying is like, he actually has the love of the game, like this warmonger. Like, it's like, oh. what they, it's like they love it. It's weird, dude. <clears throat> There's nothing like an aircraft carrier. I love it. If I could fit it in my butt, I would. Believe
2: me. So, Hey, Alex, tell us where people can find you and what you got coming up. And, uh, you know, you plug your show and
3: everything.
1: Guys, it's Alex Stein 99 on Twitter. It's primetime Stein on Instagram. And I'm on YouTube under Alex Stein at Conspiracy Castle. And guys, if you can't find me, you're not looking, but I'm saying I'll be back on the show very soon. I'm going to be really dropping some real deal. Um, moon truth bombs, whether you believe it or not, I don't care. Just listen. And then you, question the reality for yourself because I don't want to tell you. I just want to give you these facts and it's going to be entertaining in a comedic way. All my debates, not that I'm debating yeah. you, but that's the topic well, I debate. I try to do it in an entertaining way because I'm a natural entertainer. So guys, just be on the lookout. You You're to find stuff on social media. And I appreciate, you know, I appreciate uh, Eric and I appreciate you, Mike, even though I talk to Eric more than you. I'm just saying, I appreciate you guys even reaching out. You make me feel so good. Um, just saying that I'm not bullshitting. I'm not just kissing your ass. It's like, Like a super chat feels good, but almost the best thing is when somebody says like, oh, what you did is brilliant. Not that I am. I'm not trying to say that, but it makes me feel good because I'm an idiot. I'm a dumbass. I I write like a sixth grade reading level. So it makes me feel good. Even though it's not true that I'm brilliant, you make me feel good. You make my self-esteem because we all have insecurities, every single one of us. I have a ton of insecurity. So hearing stuff and like hearing somebody's like, oh man, I was depressed and I'm still sad about my ex-girlfriend leaving me, but I watched your video and laughed and I watched all your videos for an hour and laugh. Nothing makes me feel better than that, so I really appreciate you that's, saying that, Eric. That's
0: well, of course. of course, man. That's why we do it, man. We we want to lift people up and entertain and educate and inform and just keep things light, man, because life can get pretty heavy. But uh, you know, you're in Texas, we're in New Hampshire. We gotta come up with something, man, where we get together in real life and I dress as Trump and you're you and we go and do some of these meetings or something. No, dude, we gotta hit
1: no, this week. You need a Zoom call. One of my meetings has Trump, dude. You need yeah. to do it. I'll tell you what's meeting. You need to do your Trump. We can do it. We can do it together from New Hampshire and Texas, I want to send you the thing. We'll call into like Detroit or some big city, and yeah. Portland, dude. If you called into Portland as Donald Trump, that would go viral, Eric, because yeah. Ted Wheeler hates it. And you, dude, that—that's what we need to do is Portland. So I'll send you some information so we can sign up and do that together before yeah, we meet our, in person.
0: Our psychics are going to tell my psychic will call your psychic. Well, Alex, this is awesome, dude. I've been a fan uh, for a while, and uh, you just keep doing what you're doing, man. It, it just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's literal oxygen when you're just there. The way your legs are kind of spread apart and you have the shoes, the loafers with no socks on, and you're just like, puuda, it, put a he... <sighs> bullet
1: in Putin's brain. Yes, yes, price is way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. Put a in Putin's head. Yes, that's what I said. On a blimp, eating shrimp. On the time, my granny shine Gas price is way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. I love you guys. All right, See you. <laughs> Oh, it was epic. Talk to you later, guys.
0: <laughs> Rock and roll, Alex. We'll talk to you, man. See ya. So, I will uh, end this broadcast if you want to hang out for a sec. So, everyone, thanks for watching. Hit that fucking subscribe button. Let's get the subs way up on this channel. All of Alex's info is down below. Subscribe to him, like his stuff, give him a shout out. He's doing the Lord's work. We're all here to do it for you. We love you all. Peace and love and no fucking war with Russia. We're going to keep fighting against the warmongers and the military industrial complex. Be good.